Welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Hi, good morning. And happy new year. Happy new year. 2023. 2023. Who knows what this year is going to bring for us? You know, at the beginning of a new year, we often try to kind of take control a little bit over what's going to happen in the new year, don't we? By sort of drawing some lines in the sand, you know, writing a few resolutions. So, you know, we might get out our journal and write this year. It's, it's going to be the year. It's going to be the year. It's going to be better. I'm, I'm going to be better. And we, we sort of think, right, number one. I need to get fitter. So, number one, I'm going to get to the gym for 7 a.m. every morning. <laughs> that way, I can get my fitness out of the way before anything else in the day. Except, to be honest, January is a little bit dark and cold. That, you know what? I'll, I'll push that one back to March. <laughs> when it gets a little bit lighter. Number two, okay. I am, I am definitely going to need to eat a little bit more healthily. I have had so much sugar in the last, so gonna eat more, more fruit and veg, less sugar and fat. Oh, hang on, I've still got all that cheese in the fridge. I've still got a pile of mince pies. I, would, I really hate wasting food, it's terrible. <laughs> February, maybe February. February for eating more healthy. And, and I definitely need to improve my quiet time with the Lord, spend a bit more time with the Lord. So I reckon if I get up at 5 a.m. every morning, I can fit in a good hour before I go to the gym at 7. Yeah, that's a great... Oh, Jim was pushing back to March. Well, I'll fit the Lord in somewhere at some point when I wake up. For definite, you know, <laughs> we can always be determined, can't we? This year, it's going to be the year we are going to get our lives back on track, you know, do life better, be better disciples of Jesus, until of course life gets in the way and all our good intentions start to look a little bit too overly ambitious. And you know, all this joking aside, God does honestly want the best for us. Of course he does. He doesn't want us to be living these kind of half-lives of wishing we could somehow be better, but then sort of slipping through each day, sort of feeling vaguely guilty that we should be doing more for the kingdom, uh, making more of a difference, living in more freedom, and never quite being able to fit it all in. Because life just seems to happen to us, doesn't it? You know, making demands, pulling us in numerous directions, creating stress and anxiety. And, you know, when I look back on my, my real journal, not, you know, which, if I'm really honest, has been pretty sporadic over the years, one of the most frequent promises I make to the Lord is that I am definitely going to be spending more time with him. Because even though... I know that spending time with the Lord will inevitably lead me to a fruitful and more God-centered life. 
You know, it, it's still one of the things that I failed at the most. You know, I know that it's going to mean that I'm far more able to know his calling in his direction. And I, I, it's just one of the things I've struggled with. So how do we remain centered in God's peace and presence when so much around us in the world is, is uncertain and stressful? In John 15, Jesus speaks of himself as the true vine, the very source of God's life and fruitfulness for us as his friends. He calls us to remain in his presence, in, in prayer and in community, as a means of both our formation and our fruitfulness. And you know, this is what we're going to explore over the next three weeks in the sermon series. And today we're going to be looking at um, abiding Abiding in God's presence. Let's look at the verses, shall we? We're looking at John 15, from 1 to 6, the vine and the branches. It says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. So let's look first of all at what this illustration is telling us. First of all, it's pointing to Jesus as being the vine, the source of all life and fruitfulness. He is the source of abundant life. He says that apart from him, we can do nothing. If we remain in him, we'll bear much fruit. Now, we know that in order for our, our lives, our sort of external expression to be fruitful, we need our, our characters, our internal expression to be fruitful. Matthew 7.18 tells us that a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And the wonderful thing about the idea of fruit from a vine is that if a vine is healthy and strong, then the fruit will naturally grow because it's part of the DNA of the plant. The individual branch cannot produce fruit by trying harder or pushing a bit more or being better disciplined. It naturally produces fruit because it's part of the vine. And it produces fruit according to the type of vine that it is. If we are part of the vine that is Christ, we will naturally produce fruit that is Christ-like. The fruit our characters will bear is, is outlined, isn't it, in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So if we want to be more full of love, peace, and joy, to be kind and good and faithful, gentle and self-controlled, 
we make sure that we add those things to our list of uh, New Year's resolutions, right? I'm definitely going to be more peace-filled and joyful this year. I'm going to work so hard at it. <laughs> of course not. Of course we don't. What we do is we resolve to spending more time with Jesus. Then that fruit will naturally grow. It follows also that if we're not seeing that fruit in our lives, then we're not remaining in Jesus. And the consequences of that, according to these verses, are pretty final. It says we'll be thrown into the fire and burned. So it's essential for us, not only so we lead fruitful lives, but also for our future existence in the kingdom of God. It's not something that we can just keep putting off and putting off and think that there will be no consequences of that. We need to be abiding in Jesus. But what does that actually mean? And how do we make that a part of our daily lives? Well, first of all, what does it mean to abide in Jesus? Abiding or remaining in Jesus means spending time with him and living life with and through him. This usually means setting aside um, a, a, a time specifically for him each day. It can be a time for personal prayer, worship, being aware of his presence as we read his word in the Bible, listening to what he may want to say to us through it. But it also means including him in our daily decisions, big and small, what we do, how we spend our, our time and our money. It means being consciously and, and intentionally aware of his presence as we go about our daily lives at home, in the street, in the office, in the supermarket, in the gym. It means pressing into him when we find life difficult and celebrating with him when life is good because his presence is ultimately the place where we are going to be transformed. I'm currently reading the Bible in a year with Nikki Gumbel's commentary. And Nikki Gumbel has led an incredibly fruitful life because it's he and his team who wrote and designed the Alpha Course, which we were just talking about. And that's brought thousands to the Lord. So, you know, when he has something to say about spending time abiding with the Lord, I'm inclined to listen. And he writes this. This is what he writes. He says this. The old-fashioned expression, the quiet time, meaning time set aside to read the Bible and pray, probably has its origin in the words of Jesus in the New Testament passage, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place. He says, practically every morning since I was 18 years of age, I have begun each day in this way. I try, I try to spend time with Jesus by myself in a quiet place. Sometimes it's very brief, sometimes it's longer, but just at as I do not like beginning the day without breakfast, I cannot imagine beginning the day without spiritual food. You know, spending time with the Lord on a daily basis leads naturally to fruitfulness. Like we need regular food, or we weaken and we get sick, we also need regular spiritual food to stay spiritually healthy. Now, I don't know about you, I've always found this so hard. Like, how do we abide in Jesus? But I'm really hoping that this morning I can give you some really practical tips from my own experience and from other sources about how we can, you know, spend 
time, every day, abiding in the Lord. And, you know, those of you who know me well will know that one of the things I do try to do is I do try to keep myself fit by regularly going to the gym. I go about three times a week. But you know what? I've been doing that now for about four or five years. And I've learned quite a lot about how to persevere with creating space for the Lord during my day and keeping spiritually fit through what I've learned about keeping physically fit. So I'm going to just give you a few lessons I've learned. There are seven. Bear with me. It's a biblically perfect number. So, number one. Know when you are most productive. Mornings are always, without a doubt, the best for me. I flag as the day goes on. And actually, I've noted that I actually get physically weaker. Evenings are my least productive time. So it makes sense for me to spend specific time with the Lord in the first half of the day. We're all different. It might be different for you. Number two... Don't expect every day to be the same. You know, every time I go to the gym, I don't always make gains. Some days I'm there and I wonder what on earth I am doing. But other days, I make some great gains and I'm able to celebrate my, my strength and my fitness. It's the same. If I have a quiet time with the Lord, which feels hard work and not particularly connective, I know it's still worth spending that time. My overall ability to focus and abide with Jesus will develop with time and practice. And I need to see those difficult days through in the gym and when I'm spending time with the Lord. Three, set a regular time and place. Setting a regular time and place and sticking to it really makes a difference for me whether or not I'm going to follow through. So if I make an excuse to miss a particular gym session, I know I'm really unlikely to catch it up unless I've made specific provision for that. And the same goes for my quiet times. Four, make seasonal changes to your routine. You know, I love learning. and I love learning new ways to keep fit. And every three months or so, I change up my program and I learn some new things. It keeps me focused and interested. But the same goes for spending time with the Lord. And you know what? Over this sermon series, we are going to teach you some some new quiet time practices to help you engage. And in fact, we're going to do one of those at the end of this talk. Okay? Five, be accountable. So I'm accountable to a personal trainer. Being accountable to someone who check up on you and how you're doing with your relationship with Jesus will motivate you to keep going. And you know, sometimes connecting with someone at a similar life stage means that you can come up with ideas together about how you can make it work. We are all part of the same vine, after all. Number six, make it a lifestyle choice and not a fad. If I miss a day or have a bad week, I don't just give up and decide it's not for me. Going to the gym is a lifestyle choice as is spending time with the Lord. If I've missed a few days, or even a week, actually, because I've had a particularly busy time, or I've had a holiday, or or I've been ill, I just slip back into my normal routine again, as soon as I'm able, because my mindset is, this is just how I lead my normal life now. It's not, oh, I failed, I can't do this, I'm rubbish at it. And number seven... Start easy and build up. I think this is really, really important. 
You know, if on my first few trips to the gym, I'd push myself really, really hard, so I was in a lot of pain, I would very quickly have lost motivation to go and felt overwhelmed. And it's the same with spending time with the Lord. If you're starting from scratch, don't try to do an hour straight off or even half an hour. That's like going to, to deadlifts 80 kilograms without sort of building up to it. It's like, try 10 minutes first. Then when you have a regular achievable time and space to build on, you can add to it. You know, and this is often where I've fallen down. I see where I want to get to and I want to be there straight away. So I go straight in and then I'm just not able to follow that through. I've just been too overly ambitious. You know, I read a, a great piece of advice from someone called James Clear, who's become quite well known through his teaching on creating good habits. And one technique he talks about is this, it's habit stacking. He talks about how we can use established neuropathways in our brains, the things we do so regularly that we don't even have to think about it, like taking a shower in the morning or making ourselves a cup of tea or coffee. Take that as a base from which to stack up new habits. So for example, Cap and I have always sat and drunk a cup of tea together once we were up in the morning. We decided that that was a good time to pray together. We were already doing the one thing, so it was really easy to incorporate the other. But, you know, when we tried to establish a space separately to pray together, we were never able to make it stick, but now we do. So if you want to establish a specific time to spend with the Lord, what could you stack it onto that you're already doing during your day. You know, when I was working full-time with three small children and I had no spare time in the morning, um, I, I, what I'd do is I would, in my commute, in the car, once I'd drop the kids off to school, that would be my time with the Lord and where I could pray and I could worship. And because it was something I was already doing every day, no choice, that had to happen, that made it really easy to do that. And in fact, it was actually quite a relief to find that space. And you know, what's really, really incredible is that Jesus promises that he will be present when we abide. He says in verse four, remain in me as I also remain in you. He will be there. And honestly, I found that as I build a routine of a particular time and place where I meet the Lord, worship, read the Bible, he is often there waiting for me. And it becomes less and less difficult to connect with him. But you know, in all these good intentions and great ways to establish good habits, one thing we can be in danger of is creating our own spiritual to-do list. Jesus doesn't want to be an item on your list. He wants to be our friend and confidant, our intimate brother and our Lord. We should want to spend more time with him in the same ways we want to spend more time with anybody whom we love. You know, I think for all of us, we love to spend time around people who make us feel loved and appreciated, don't we? You know, those people who listen to us with understanding, who really get us, but also maybe challenge us and inspire us. You know, those people with whom you know that you're the best version of yourself. But you know, Jesus is that person. And 
if he isn't that person to you right now, and honestly, that is the best reason to spend more time with him, getting to know him, it will always be worth it. Because any personal investment you put into your relationship with Jesus will come back to you tenfold, thirtyfold, a hundredfold and will have such a profound effect on your Christian walk. Because, you know, when you spend time in someone's presence consistently, you are inevitably influenced and changed by them. It's only by abiding in Jesus that we will hear more clearly from him, know his voice, know his word more deeply, develop our intimacy with him, and therefore know his will and direction for our lives more clearly. If we want our focus to be his focus, we need to abide in him. Guys, let's examine our hearts and make sure that we're prioritizing time in the coming year in a way that reflects what is most important to us. And perhaps more importantly, what is most important to the Lord. You know, remember that, that you are always a priority in the Lord's diary. Always. Now, I said to you earlier on that we were going to teach you some new, some practices, some practical tools of ways in which we can engage in the Lord's presence. And we're going to do a little exercise now. Um, this is one that I did, um, that came up in my a prayer app that I use called Lectio 365. Now, if, you've, if you don't do anything on a daily basis, or even if you do, this is a really good app. It's 10 minutes of prayer and scriptures every day. And you can do the audio. Someone will go through it with you, with the timing. And I found that incredibly useful just to really establish time with the Lord. It's a great app. And... Even this week, actually, it was uh, on the app with some of the verses that we were, we're, we're talking about today. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a practice which involves kind of some repetition and meditation on particular verses. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just to still yourself, still your heart, shut your eyes, if that is helpful for you to just you know, gather all of those scattered thoughts and just come in and, and focus on the presence of the Lord. Focus on the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to read just a verse for you and I'm going to repeat it a few times and I just really, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, would you come? And would you speak to us? through these words. We're going to slow down. We're going to repeat. This is what Jesus says to us. Jesus says this. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit Apart from me, you can do nothing.
I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. going to repeat it one more time. What are the particular words that the Holy Spirit is pushing onto your heart today? I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And now what we're going to do is slowly and prayerfully, we're going to repeat this, which is coming up on the slide right now. We're going, to, we're going to say this as a prayer. So we're saying this to the Lord, okay? And we're going to repeat it together. You don't have to shout it out, but speak it aloud. Put your hand on your heart. Let's make this count. This is us speaking to the Lord. You abide in me. I abide in you. You abide in me. I abide in you. You abide in me. I abide in you. Lord, would you, in this coming season, really teach us what it is to abide in you? Show us, Lord, how to spend time in your presence. Teach us new ways of connecting with you. Because, Lord, we acknowledge that you are the vine, you are the source of life, you are the source of fruitfulness in our lives. And Lord, we want to see the fruit of you in our lives. We want our lives to reflect you and your life, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.